Welcome to the Overshare Hour podcast. We're your co-hosts, Liv and Steph. Today, we're talking navigating friendships in your 20s. We'll talk about our experiences and tips on creating and keeping healthy friendships. We asked our listeners what exactly they wanted to hear from us, so stay tuned on our responses to your questions. But first, it's check-in time. Steph, how was your week? Um, It was honestly kind of chaotic, like mentally and physically, just all of it. So it's it was like the first part of the week. I was very much just like, I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, but yesterday, to be positive, yesterday was a good day. Um, I was like really happy, good vibes. Um, I went out with my friends, which I hadn't done in a little while, like going out at night, we had some drinks, danced, super cool place. If you guys live in Miami, Coconut Grove, Bodega is a really cool hole in the wall spot. Great DJ. Um, so yeah, I just danced for like hours, just like got all of it out. I literally don't want to see anyone anymore. <laughs> I got all Vibes. that all that energy out um but yeah I really don't go out often so every time I do like I make it like a point to have like the best time to go um, crazy yeah so it was so much fun um but what about you how was your week it was good I had a really good week I got back into my healthy routine and I was cooking every single day started journaling again and got back into weight training um but yeah, I had a good week, which is which was much needed because I've been having a couple of like lazy girl weeks before this. So, so are you still reading The Hating Game? Are you starting a new book? What's on your list? Let us know. Uh, I'm so disappointed and I'm so sad to have to say this today, you guys, but I'm still reading The Hating Game. I tried this morning to finish it before the podcast and I thought I was going to be able to, but it turns out I had like 30 more pages than I thought I did have left. So 30 more pages left. I don't, I don't know what it is because I really like this book and I actually really, really like the story. It's just, I read it super slowly. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. I do love it though. So. And usually like you're a quick reader. Yeah, and this book's only like 375 pages or something like that, so it's not like long by any means, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, the reading rut, because I mean, I'm almost, I'm literally the same vibe with you, like I'm almost done with the the book, so I don't want to give my full review just yet. I'm in a way, I like it so far, but I just want to like keep it under wraps because I really want to do like a fun review next time. Um, but what the house I also, in Australian Sea? Yes, sorry, I literally didn't even say the book that I was reading. The book that I've been reading for the past three episodes. I think I've been um, reading the Hating Game for the past. This is the third yeah, episode, but so exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, we're both in a reading rut. But um, but I also actually started another book at the same time because I love doing that. Um, so I mean, I've only gotten like a few pages in. But if you guys have read, um the things we never got over which went viral on like tiktok book talk whatever um i read that book which is like a grumpy sunshine style trope um and it was really really good like a lot of fun storylines i'm reading the second book from that series now which is the things we hide from the light 
So oh, I'll yeah. let you guys know how that goes. But that's going to be like also, we'll see if I actually finish both by next time. And then I can have like two reviews, which will be fun. That would be fun. Um, Yeah, I just, I have so many books in my TBR and I want to get to them. But I just wish it wasn't taking me so long. But anyway, um, right now I'm sitting in my bedroom and I have my Sans Hall Vanilla Conzo going. But how do you say this, the brand stuff? How would you say it? Voluspa or Voluspa? Because <laughs> Voluspa just sounds like a disease. So I will definitely say That's Voluspa. True. That's true. <laughs> and if it's wrong, then they need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I've got my Stanley Cup, like the hypocrite that I am acting like like they were not the vibe but you know I have it here on me right now and I also and I also have an iced hazelnut latte that I'm drinking what about you all right guys so I'm in my living room right now I'm having an iced vanilla latte I have my mahogany teak wood candle going um I'm in a very calm chill mood I'm so excited to touch on today's topic so what have you been loving lately okay I've been loving a lot lately but I think the thing that I'm most excited to share is Notion I've been loving Notion and like seems like a handful of people know what the Notion app is and then other people were like me and were like what and I've been getting a lot of questions on my stories when I share stuff influenced me to start using Notion and it's this like incredible I don't even know how to explain it but it's literally like the most amazing way to track almost every aspect of your life and I love like planners and organizing everything to the T and so it's perfect for me and it's on my desktop and my phone so that I can do it anywhere which is a lot better than just like writing it on paper and not having it on hand all the time and it's just so aesthetic and it makes me so happy but if Steph wants to like explain it a little better, because I actually don't know how to explain it. Yeah. So, I mean, basically Notion is just an app that you can get um, and, you know, you can put like tasks, like all kinds of things on there. Like you can do a lot, like it's, it's a planner format. Um, but yeah. I was also was influenced by another friend and she was like, oh, I found this Etsy template that you can download into Notion and then once you go in there that's like a whole different world so basically like now we have this like super cute planner um and we can do vision boards on it we can track our yearly monthly quarterly goals daily goals um you can just do like daily weekly monthly tasks that you need to get done um it's it's also super cute in the daily because they'll add like affirmations already in there your Mm -hmm. mood um something really cool that I always like to to highlight is that you can do like three priority things that you need to get done today and then have one reward for it which is really really nice way to like get things done motivate you yeah um it's so so much you can do yeah so much what are you loving lately Honestly, I've been loving just Pinterest. I don't know, like, I've always used Pinterest, don't get me wrong, but I've never, like, used it to, like, its full capacity, and I'm also learning how to post on there. Like, I was Mm -hmm. adding pins before, and it wasn't really doing as well as... Well, I was adding pins, so there's two different things. Yeah, but idea idea pins. Idea pins perform better. So yes, I'm basically learning how to use the platform as a creator and then also just using it like 
on my day-to-day like for everything I've been using it like it's just such an inspirational like platform but let's get into the main topic of today's episode which is navigating friendships in your 20s I feel like navigating friendships in your 20s is something that a lot of people never really even planned for or thought about. Like, honest to God, I never really considered the fact that making new friends and keeping old friends around in your 20s would be so different from what it was before. Like, I was used to so much, like, such a different dynamic before um but it's so different obviously especially if you work from home but even if you don't I mean you're not being put in these social social situations like you were growing up or in college so it's a lot different um it's like you have to kind of adapt to it and you have to learn you're kind of like learning as you go definitely I mean I feel like that's said for everything in life like it's honestly learn as you go um but yeah I mean navigating friendships like now as an adult is not something I think about consciously at all that's the thing like friendships can be so complicated especially as you and your friends are growing and like evolving maturing um and there's so many different like parts of life that like are so new to you guys in your 20s so the adapting process is longer and it's harder um but when people change it causes the bumps and the cracks in the friendships and it can be hard. Yeah, you really never know how things are going to like pan out when it comes to friendships. But again, like the biggest thing is just like accepting that like you guys are either growing apart or if things are going well, you know, like you're obviously you're happy. Together. So like you're growing together. But yeah, it's just about accepting and like people are always just going to come and go from your life. So it's it's just it's just life, right? Nothing is permanent. Like nothing is permanent at all that's just life but speaking of on growing apart versus growing together Brinley wanted us to talk about this and I have a lot to say I'm sure Steph does too but growing apart versus growing together is something I've experienced time after time after time and it can be really hard to accept that you if, if you're growing apart it can be really hard to accept that what's happening is actually happening and when you're actively trying to make the friendship work because deep down you know that you guys are growing apart it, it's almost like grasping for what's it called like grasping for stones I don't know what I'm trying to say straw stones Stones. live (laughs) um but for real like if you find yourself trying to have to be someone you used to be to keep that other person entertained or interested or just keep them around um to want to spend time with you that's definitely a telltale sign telltale 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 (laughs) sign that you've grown apart not together um and I've had that happen so often another thing is if there are like little irritants or just like same old shit that just keeps resurfacing maybe it's not like an argument but maybe it's just like something that happened in their life or your life and it just it's just like every conversation you have that one thing comes back I've had I've had a couple friendships where it's just like always resurfacing the same old thing and not really growing and evolving Um, I've had a friendship like that like now that you're saying that I have had a friendship where I had a friend that like had many problems in her life and um I would always help her like give her advice like really good advice I think you know I mean obviously like I was maybe 18 19 at the time so what advice could I get but I was just trying to help her get out of the situation and it's just almost like 
she didn't want to grow out of it. And it was also kind of keeping me back. So I realized, you know, like maybe, you know, we're not compatible to stay in this friendship together because you're not, you're not allowing me to grow and you're not wanting to grow. Well, yeah, I feel like that even falls into line with like, there are friends out there. There are people out there. This isn't just a type of friend. This is the type of person who will ask for your advice and then just ask just because they want to talk to you. They don't actually care about your advice. And so it's genuinely wasting your time. And then that same person will return and ask for the same advice again and again and again over years. And it can be a different situation, but it's always the same thing. And at, at the end of the day, you're like, you will, you will have realized not once have you taken my advice. So why are you asking me? It's wasting my time and I've lost interest in the situation. I don't really care what happens to you at this point because you don't care what I have to say. So why do you come to me? Dude, um, you're you're just spitting all the facts right now. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. But like I said, <laughs> back to having having to be someone that you used to be. Like say that you were completely different in high school or something. And you've had that friend since then, and they are expecting you to be that same person, whether it's like personality quirks or traits or stories that you would talk about. If you're having to keep on doing that and you're not able to be who you are, like you guys are not growing together. That's very clear. When it comes to like those little irritants, like people who talk about the same old, same old thing, asking for your advice. If you find yourself in that situation where you're dreading to have to deal with the same old, same old stuff, whatever that might be. I truly believe that it's time to let the friendship go, whether that means confronting them and seeing whether or not they want to change or just drifting apart altogether. I think it's so okay to do either one Um, because we're not on the same path of growth, success, life experiences, whatever it may be. And like, obviously things change all the time. So if you find yourself being brought down by their energy, it's you're, you're going to just keep being brought down. Friendships in your 20s, when things are changing so much and you're evolving and you're growing with like different, you know, jumps in your career, relationships, whatever it might be, um, struggles or traumas, like loss, whatever it could possibly be, like imagine two plants and they're growing in the same field, like right next to each other. If one of you is growing upwards, they can either decide to grow with you healthily and like not take your nutrients from you. Or they're going to take your nutrients from you so that they can go further, whether that's a bad thing or a good thing. And then you're going to just stay in the same spot and you're not going to be able to go anywhere. And it's the same thing. So like a healthy friendship is giving the same energy on both ends. It's so 50-50. So like think about it like in the nutrient sense and the water sense. Like you're both communicating properly. You're both giving each other the right amount of space. No, yeah, exactly. But another thing I wanted to touch on with growing apart versus, you know, Mm -hmm. growing together is that like, in my experience, it's always kind of happened naturally. It's very rare that I fight with a friend and we leave on bad terms, like just from my personality, like I'm not that type of person. Um, So it's usually like a circumstantial thing. Like it's either distance or a huge one for me. And this is like a huge pet peeve is like shared effort. Um, So basically like a huge sign that all the things Liv just spoke about are happening that you're growing apart is if you are putting more effort in than the other person and that is not how the friendship usually flowed before you know there's just people that from the get-go of the friendship they just don't put that much effort and that's just their personality and if you're okay with that that's fine but if you're both giving 50 50 from the beginning and then all of a sudden you're giving 80 
and they're not matching up to you yeah. um I feel like it doesn't that's feel just... good to be chasing somebody it doesn't exactly. feel like you're wanted it's like an, almost an abandonment thing it's like I feel like undervalued and they're being overvalued exactly and so like that's just a huge sign that like something's not right and you can either drift apart right naturally because you'll you know you could make your own assumptions in your head or you can just communicate to the person and see if there's actually going something going on in their lives that maybe you can help with and then you guys can go back to 50 50 but um you just either choose what you want to do but I think that effort is just a very big thing in my um experience for sure yeah I feel like you know in your heart whether or not you feel like communication is like going to be worth it like maybe the communicating aspect would be like draining your energy or something and maybe you just think it wouldn't even work like even if you communicated it things wouldn't change maybe they would for a week and then it'd go back to the same old same old um and so like I feel like you know in your heart if like drifting away is what's gonna need to happen then what happens happens And that falls perfectly in line with another um, topic, I guess, that Brindley brought up, which was normalizing not being friends anymore, even if nothing happened and you just drifted apart. I feel like that really does need to be normalized. Like it happens all the time. And I feel like a lot of times maybe one party might feel like there is bad blood involved. And then other times both of you guys just know in your heart, like you just drifted. Like I still love that person, but we're just... We're not this yeah, you're on two different wavelengths and that's completely normal. Um, yep. And it happened for a reason, you know? And if, you, obviously, if you choose to like go back or they come back and it works out, that's fine. And if it's it doesn't happen, it's also fine. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't always have to be some huge drama, dramatized, dramatic, whatever. <laughs> it's like thing. Yeah, a huge um, thing. Yeah. Another question was how to make friends in a new city. I know there are a lot of people out there who struggle with this, and I've definitely been one of them. I moved not across the country, but like eight eight to nine hours away from my hometown right out of college, like the second I graduated. Wait, no, before I graduated because I was still like, it was summer. I had like a summer course to finish and it was during COVID. So like I couldn't do it in person anyway. But anyway, I moved and I had no support system, no friends here. I mean, I knew people, but like no friends here. And I don't know, like for a while it was hard to make friends and it was confusing because I'm not, I wasn't used to like not being put in those social situations at school or anything or college or just like going out and about and seeing a bunch of people my age because I'm now in a big city where there's lots of different age gaps and stuff. Um, But one thing that really, really, really helped me was Instagram and just like, like general, like online communities. It doesn't have to be Instagram, but like, I met so many cool girls with all the same interests as me because I am an Instagram girl. Like I fucking live for that shit. So like finding other creators and like actually connecting with them and getting to know them and finding out that they were my speed exactly. That really helped me make friends because that's something that like resonated with me but maybe you're not really looking for creator friends maybe you're just looking for friends in general I really do recommend Bumble BFF just be safe out there and FaceTime people before you meet them in person make sure you're talking to the person you think you are there's another way to do it and it's just like general like organic meeting people in person which is so rare these days I feel like unless you're at school or something or at work 
like getting out there and being confident fake it till you make it go to go to events where you don't know anybody go to a cooking class and see if you meet someone there go to like a singles thing I know that sounds weird but I feel like that could be really fun um honestly like try to make friends at a coffee shop compliment people on the street when you like something they're wearing like let's normalize just being really nice to strangers and see what happens you know I absolutely love that you literally touched on everything I wanted to talk about you could do a workout class too soul cycle exactly you could do a soul cycle class and compliment someone's workout set and maybe that'll lead to a conversation um or even like make friends with like the trainers like they're so so nice um but yeah just like putting yourself taking yourself out of your comfort zone and going somewhere you've never been before is always Mm -hmm. a healthy thing um and you know not just letting people come up and talk to you but you know just put yourself out there and start a conversation even if you're shy and you're antisocial, you're introverted whatever it is like social anxiety and all of that is super common but it is all about like faking it until you make it and having that confidence so say you compliment someone's outfit and they don't give you the energy they give back that that exchange that you just had will actually still continue to build your confidence even if it doesn't go the way it goes trying to not get butt hurt by anything is really hard but at the end of the day it's a learning experience and you'll you will find like people who are your speed it just takes not time I would say effort and consistency and and be open I feel like and if you don't want to be open just like listen to people more sit back and listen like we've talked about I think before maybe we haven't but just sitting back and letting the other person talk so you guys go on a coffee date like ask them questions about themselves and let them talk because everyone loves to talk about themselves and be listened to Maybe wait a couple times before you get it, like get super opened up if you are more anxious about that stuff, you know? So Kate asked a question um, about people out there who aren't truly happy for you and want to see you fail. Um, So a big thing that we wanted to touch on was surrounding yourself with people who are actually happy for you. Um, And I completely agree that this is a, like a huge, just gut instinct um, like you're yeah. always going to know deep down who are the right people for you. Like if you have some kind of gut, like my gut has never steered me wrong, like ever, ever, ever. Um, like if I have just a weird feeling about someone or whatever, like I just really, um, there's a word for it. I'm very cautious. Like when it comes cautious, to that person. Yeah. And cognizant maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So just be wary of those who aren't happy for you. Like, don't keep them around, you know? Like, don't you can keep always them around tell. for whatever reason. You could always tell. And I have made excuses for people so for so long because of, like, you know, they have this good thing about them and this good thing, but they are, like, an ex- existentially jealous. And they don't – I know that even when they behave, like, to my face, they act like they're happy. I can literally see through their eyes – and I can see it in their eyes that they're not. And that gut instinct should have steered me wrong. And I and I knew that they weren't. But it's like I would make excuses and be like, it's okay because there's X, Y, Z that is great about them. But it's like you're surrounding yourself with someone who clearly is not happy for you. They obviously want to see you fail. So why the fuck would you surround yourself with someone who honestly has like that negative of a viewpoint of you and like hopes for the worst for you? It's honestly kind of creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly haven't had, I'm usually very good when it comes to telling 
you know what I mean? Like those kind of people. But like no, in it's my, so easy. It's so for, easy. Not and maybe not for everybody, but like it that comes along with like trusting your gut and like we are humans with true instincts. And I think we like forget about it sometimes and like we try to yeah. like make excuses for our gut, but please remember like that it's there for a reason. It's there to protect you. But what were you saying? Yeah, that like in my experience, um, I really like have only kept those people around like earlier in life like high school and stuff just because they were part of the friend group or whatever like I had to see them all the time so I was always like very much like cordial with them yeah but Mm -hmm. I always like knew in my gut like this person is very envious um and you know what like even if you don't have the whole gut instinct which everybody usually does but I know some people are like oh no like I can never really tell um just be very observant of those people you know like when you're in social situations like really like look observe see how they react to things the way that they communicate with you and your friends like you will really be able to tell like usually the person who's like almost like the bully in the group like always making jokes and like you know like they're they're nice but in a mean way I don't know if if that's explaining it properly but like yes I know what you mean kind of malicious with the way they speak yeah like those kinds of people are usually the ones that don't have your best interests <laughs> at heart um speaking yeah, of observing them like being observant like in a friend group like that if you bring up something amazing that's going on with you that you're super happy to share and someone makes you feel like you get that kind of like gut gut stabbing feeling in your heart where you're sad that's another instinct but that's a deeper one that almost everyone can fine but if you're tra- having trouble just you know keep, keep an eye on their behavior and later on talk shit about the thing that you brought up and how you know how it's stupid or it's not gonna work or whatever it could possibly be and that's toxic that's like fucked up but speaking of this falls perfectly into the next topic which we didn't even need to organize these questions that you guys asked so amazingly but our friend groups falling apart which Jacob asked Steph do you want to hit on this I do yeah I have some notes um so this is like so hard because it's happened to me and it's like literally so sad um but also like just a part of life like one of those things that just have like has to happen for you to grow um so if you started the friend group early, you know, in life, there's like a 99% chance some people are going to come and go throughout the years, especially now when you're an adult, like a lot of people probably will fall off or stay. We'll see. But (laughs) for me, like a lot of people have left and, you know, all obviously like not all personalities get along in a friend group, especially if they're like new to the friend group um and people grow but it's about just moving on not getting stuck on what's already happened and you know the people that care about you will stay by you regardless of what's gone on regardless of like the whole you know friend group falling apart like the ones that really truly care about you um and you know you guys didn't drift apart like they will stay by you um or the people that are just like met for you I I don't have a lot to say on this topic because honestly like I've been in friend groups of course but that that, it's just hard I feel like as you become an adult it's so hard to have a friend group because careers get in the way relationships get in the way say someone gets fucking engaged and married that person's probably gone for the group from a while say someone has a fucking baby done 
like things like someone loses someone in their family or like a significant other like passes away you never like just shit happens and like right. as an adult like shit happens way more often into a much larger scale typically yeah. so I can't even fathom having a friend group of six or seven like that is very close and tight wound and like hangs out a lot but if some if you've had that stuff that's crazy like yeah, this was I had like that in back high in high school. school. Yeah, okay. That's See, what I, I mean. In high school. Okay. It, yeah, but it just... obviously, like, we stuck together through college, and then slowly people just started, again, like you said, dropping like circumstantial. Like they start dropping like flies. Yeah, little by little things start happening. Uh, another one from Jacob was how to navigate who's real with you and who isn't. And it can be really difficult to differentiate, like, sincerity or loyalty when there, unfortunately, are a lot of snakes in the grass. But not not everyone, it's important to keep in mind that not everyone has your best interest at heart or even wants the best for you. So in situations where you don't know who's being sincere or real, whatever it might be, um, I will forever and always say, like we said before, go with your gut. That gut feeling is your intuition and it will never steer you wrong. It's always warning you. Um, and trusting your gut is kind of hard. But I read this book called, this nonfiction book called The Gift of Fear last year by Gavin DeBecker, who is, he works with the CIA and the National Security Agency. He's Jeff Bezos, head of security. He's literally one of the smartest men in the world. He's amazing. Um, and... I learned that when it comes to intuition and aka like trusting your gut how to differentiate between their gut instinct and like their gut instinct and their anxiety yeah yes I highly recommend that book for all women specifically because it is targeted to women and like being safe in relationships with domestic violence being so common and stuff like that um but yeah, it's very, it's important. Like, I guess my best example, now that I thought about it a bit in a friendship is like, say you are with a group of people and you say something and someone reacts weird and you immediately get a feeling in your gut, like, oh, that person might not be happy for you. Or like that person is a snake, whatever that feeling might be. And then a different situation where you say something and then you your gut you think it's your gut but in your head it's just anxiety like oh what if I what if I overspoke what if I overshared I'm thinking about all these things do they hate me do they hate me that's not your gut that's your anxiety and so you have to like differentiate between one or the other for sure and then also just going back to um how to navigate who's real with you and who isn't um Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're put into a difficult situation or something happens in your life you'll know if they're real for you if they're there for you um, if you go to someone about a certain situation, you see that they're actually, you know, willing to give you advice and they're there for you. They're listening. Um, I think that's a, a really big sign that they're truly a good friend and they're there. For I you. agree. Yeah. Another thing that I think is important, but we won't touch too much on is surrounding yourself with people that inspire and motivate you. I feel like it kind of speaks for itself. Like when we grow, we grow together that's the goal for all friendships. So it can be as simple as like you have friends that just don't have the same interest as you. Well, of course, they're not going to be inspiring you and motivating you because they don't care about those interests. And that's okay. Like you don't all have to be the same. But if you're super close with somebody, it's important for that person to have similar interests at heart, um, or at least something that inspires you. And it needs to be both ways. So that it's like, 
when you find each other, you just kind of know that you're both kind of evolving and growing together. I realized this really early on. Like I just, I could not deal. I mean, I'm talking high school. Like I would just find these friends and I'd be like, dude, you are literally going down the wrong path or you're just not, honestly, this sounds crazy, but you're just not good enough for me. Like, it's just, no, like I deserve better than you. Um, because they're not motivating you. They're not inspiring you. They're just like digging themselves deep in a hole. And it's like, I don't want to get stuck in that hole with you. I'm going to go my own direction. Um, so that kind of falls in line with like the last thing, which is surrounding yourself with those who are on the same path of growth. And I mean, I have so many friends who are on that path with me and nothing is more inspiring and motivating. And a good way to know when you're not is like, when you're talking to these people, like, are you guys talking about like how excited you are for this to happen? And when you guys do this and accomplish this, or are you just talking right bullshit and talking shit and gossiping? And that's kind of how you know. So a few tips when it comes to navigating friendships in your 20s, adulthood, whatever, um, making new friends, of course, it doesn't have to be in a new city like we talk about, but I think it's always important to expand and like, you know, go across the expand your horizons I think that might be the phrase um see what's on the other side like meet new people don't just stay with the same old same old because also for networking as well sorry just wanted to hop in and say that like networking is just so essential for like growth so even if you know it's just acquaintances just having those people that you can be like oh yeah like I can reach out to this person because they know this person or like you know it's just like super super uh essential another one is developing healthy boundaries and those are kind of set by you and your friend only and it can look different from everybody but like say there's things you just don't want to get into or talk about or things you don't want to do like say you're an introvert and you just don't want to go out at night and that friend does and that's okay that doesn't have to be the key differentiator between your friendship but like having that boundary like you are not going to pressure me into going out absolutely not um putting your best interest at heart and theirs as well like keeping their in- best interest in mind as well if you are the party you're in that type of situation um right. it puts the person who is uncomfortable with whatever it might be in a really bad spot because they don't want to have to people please they don't want to have to lose you as a friend but they have to like do what's best for them. Um, or it can be like, you know, maybe maybe one of you is more clingy than the other, but it's like draining the person who's not really into the whole clingy thing. It's like yeah. developing boundaries and explaining to them, it's not you, it's literally me. I need my alone time. Um, that mm-hmm. friendships are always going to be a little bit of work and effort, right? Um, but then also like, I feel like there are those friendships that like, you just get you, you just get each other so well and you can like really just get those chemistry. social cues and chemistry yes. and yeah. always value those people um but then there's going to be friendships where you do have to set those boundaries and also develop better communication skills so you know if you don't have that like you know sense of like oh you know maybe she doesn't want to talk to me or something you can't really tell what's happening maybe like communicate with them you know be like hey like what's the vibe today? Like, you know, it's something I'm still working on is communicating. It's actually something in general, my whole life I've had trouble with. Um, honestly, I'll just shit on myself for a second here. I have a lot of pride and I have, and I wish I didn't, but I do. And it 
it puts me on the defensive a lot and it keeps me trying to like create problems in my head not like with other people but it's like I will not apologize if I'm not sorry which really sometimes you just need to say sorry and like communicate and talk about how you feel and why you don't want it's just like I've always had trouble communicating whether it was like like you know like confrontation no I love confrontation but communicate <laughs> that sounds crazy <laughs> I love it in the sense that here what okay when it comes to confrontation this is kind of off topic but it it is part of like friendship breakups which we're not really talking about but I feel like going back to trusting your gut when a friendship it's it's time to break one off whether it's drifting apart or talking about it comfort I would say that's confronting the situation there are people those friendships you will know in your gut like whether that person deserves to hear from you and like why you're in a good friendship you know what I mean and I've had a friend like that where I will always love that person but I needed to tell them why this was not working for anyone for me anymore so that they could just take it to heart they don't have to change themselves but I wanted them to know yeah um and that is that was me working on my communication because typically even though they deserve to hear from me I would just be like bye but that's not fair Honestly, you're never going to know how people are going to react unless you communicate, but it's always better to be upfront about things than keep things in or avoid because then like at the end of the day, they're just going to be hurt because you didn't communicate with them. Exactly. But definitely in your adulthood, like friendships are supposed to be more mature and you'll know that it's a healthy friendship. If that person takes what you have to say positively, or at least has you know, is going to work on whatever you said that it was. Like, usually immature friendships don't take communication very well. They, like, will be on the defensive side of it and they'll want to fight over whatever that thing might be. But, like, a mature friendship will be like, oh, you weren't comfortable with that or blah, blah, blah. Let's change that. And that's that's just another good thing. But it's constant, constant, constant work if you're not good with communication skills. Well, at least you're aware of it and you're working on it. And that's much more than other people could do. Um, But yeah, that ends our little segment on navigating friendships in your 20s. Um, If we missed anything, we love this topic. I think we both had to very much like outline everything so we could be on track. But if you have any other, you know, suggestions, questions for future episodes, definitely let us know. Um, You can DM us on Instagram. I'm sure that friendship breakups will be on our horizon at some point. So stay tuned for an episode on that. And that's a wrap for episode seven. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Support us by following the Overshare Hour on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow Liv at Liv C. Green and me, Steph, at Steph X Guzman. Subscribe to the pod and leave us a rating and or a review. It means the absolute world to us and we would really love it to help our little podcast grow. Be sure to check out our show notes. Stay tuned for next week's tipsy episode. Yes, you heard that right. Our very first tipsy episode. Um, There's going to be a new episode every Monday. So set your alarms. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.